Everybody screamed when I kissed the teacher. And they must have thought they dreamed when I kissed the teacher. All my friends at school, they had never seen the teacher blush. She looked like a fool. Lily petrified cause she was taken by surprise. When I kissed the teacher. Morning, good afternoon, good evening, and welcome to episode 286. Dang, 286 of do uh, film bastards. Film <laughs> bastards is the name of the show. My name's Ian Loring, and as always, I'm joined by Matt Foster. Hello, everybody. Uh, Becky is um, at a works thing at the moment which uh, Mark and Becky had a solid ding-dong about on WhatsApp yesterday. Um, I, I enjoyed that immensely when uh, Becky realised, oh shit, I've double-booked myself. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, shit. Right. Breaking news. Breaking news. Noel has got back to us with um, the result for what is going to be the first patron review. Um, I did say on the Patreon it was going to be on next week's, but to be fair, next week is the like a year, twenty eighteen year end review show. Um, so I will say it's going to be on the show after. That is my bad, but it's going to be on the show after. We are going to be doing Paul Dyer's pick, eight and a half. Ooh, I'm very much looking forward to a rewatch of this. I have never seen eight and a half. Have and you? No, this is perfect. I, am... I watched it uh, in film school. Uh, do you know what? I might rewatch nine as well in that case. Ooh, do you know what? I might rewatch nine as well, actually. Yeah. yeah. I was the day, actually. Oh, that's a good double bill, actually, that. Fuck it. I'm going to do that. And then maybe nine and a half weeks. Yeah, and the, uh, the, the film Nines. With uh, Ryan Reynolds. Oh yeah, that's a good shout. Right, that's uh, it. I'm, I'm actually gonna do that as well. <laughs> a whole show and nothing but nines. Oh, there was that shit, fucking shitty animated film that Timo Bekmambetov produced as well. Nine. Yeah, I, I quite like that actually. <laughs> oh no 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 no. I know. So we um uh, we had Noel pick a, a random number and we assigned uh, patrons would have heard that whole thing. Um, so yeah, it's going to be nine and a half brilliant stuff. Um, okay. So that's going to be in the show the week after next. So what have we got coming up this week? We have got, oh my, oh my, uh, we have got a review of Yorgos Lanthimos's The Favourite, a film that has taken over four million pound at the UK box office in just over a week, which is weirding me out that that film is doing that well um it's already done over it's already done like three times what his previous best film did in its entire run 
which I suppose is not a surprise considering it's Lamb for most. But uh, yeah, we'll uh, we'll 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 get into uh, we'll get into the favourite. Um, we'll also have some what we've been watching and trailers and whatnot. Probably a, a bit of a, a, a kind of a quieter, less impactful show than the last couple of weeks of like plenty of reviews and you know next week's the year-end show so that's going to be probably pretty big and listy and whatnot so uh it's probably good to have a kind of calm before the storm i reckon yeah i have that little bit in between i think it's one of the reasons why we because a lot of a lot of i don't, I don't know whether or not but a lot of podcast publications things like that tends to try and get their year-end list out as close to like the, the first of january as possible and and we have done that in previous times. I think in previous, you know, early years of of, of doing the monkey slash film bastards, uh, we we tried to do it in the week between Christmas and New Year quite often. I think, and we've we've learned over the years that actually we're best off doing kind of the middle of January <laughs> um, because it gives us a chance to kind of catch up with those movies that, for instance, the favourite in theory is a 2019 movie, but. Um, it comes out the first of fucking January. By the time we get on to next year, it's kind of going to be forgotten about, to be honest. Well, not forgotten about, but it's it's difficult to then remember and go, oh yeah, you have to rewatch it at least once to get it back to there. So that's why I think we do it. We do it like the way we do it. Yeah, I mean, if anything, I'd like to maybe it'd be nice to push more towards the end of January, start start of February, because like you've got. Coincide. Um, yeah, coincide with the Oscars, really. Yeah, yeah, because, I mean, like, you've got Vice, um, Can You Ever Forgive Me is getting um, some really good word. Um, if Bill Street Could Talk, um, yeah, there's there's still a few. I mean, like, it's a, sh- it's a shame that this weekend it doesn't really see that much that we can do for, like, last-minute consideration. I mean, Stan and Ollie, I'm sure, will be good. I It doesn't quite feel like it's going to be something that's going to be troubling our top tens. Mm, I mean, um, you Green Book is still to come out in the UK. Oh God, yeah, Green Book as well. Um, yeah, so I mean that 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 that's the thing, um, and it is annoying because like Vice in particular feels like one that, like, based on past rep, could be troubling things for me. And I've got a feeling about if Beale Street could talk as well. Um, so yeah, it's. Um, yeah, but I, I don't know. I think mid January, because in the end, you, you kind of got to shit or get off the pot at some point, don't you? And it, it, it does kind of feel like mid January is probably the um, the, the time. And um, uh, you know, I mean, the week after though, we've got the great M Night Shyamalama Ding Dong. Yeah, which which, which I've got to watch. Um, what is it for? Split. You've got to watch Split. Yeah. I'm I'm very very tempted to do a bit of a Shyamalama Ding Dong. Um, retro that week like that, 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 that i think becky is as well so, so there's, there's a good chance that that show could be the uh Lama ding dong um special <laughs> mm, i mean i don't know i would quite like to rewatch the happening i think i think i'm gonna do it um <laughs> and like, unbreakable was on itunes for 3.99 the other day so i bought that and i'm quite looking forward to giving that another poke um but yeah i don't know Shit, man! I might even rewatch After Earth. Uh, I, I might not rewatch that, but I'm, I, I am tempted to go back to Lady in the Water because I actually remember being one of the few people in the world that actually quite liked Lady in the Water. Yeah, there you go. So, yeah, I mean, okay, cool. We'll see what happens in a couple of weeks then. Um, so, what's been going on? Uh, BAFTA nominations came out. Um, nice to see Cold War get some love there. For yeah. Me. Um, well, 
that, that, that's one that I'll be definitely catching up for for next week. I'm, I'm you can rent that on iTunes now. Yeah, can you rent it on iTunes now? Oh, that's cool. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so, yeah, uh, Cold War got some love. Some people seem to be a bit sniffy about Steve McQueen not getting nominated for Widows. I would say he's been nominated for fuck all so far this award season. I, I don't know why, apart from the fact that he's British, I don't know why it's suddenly becoming an issue now. Um, I, yeah, that's, it's, 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 it's not one that one. It, it, it does seem a little bit, I think it is just the, oh, he's British, he should have been nominated there. But nobody nobody else is, no other sort of, what is coming up there. Um more people seem to be angry about that than the uh, than Lynn Ramsey being not. I, yeah, I mean, shit, man. You were never really here. Feels like it. It feels like just one of the big underappreciated films of the year. Because um, it, do you know why? Because it came out earlier in the year. It came out like March, April, didn't it? That's yeah. that, that that that's the problem. I mean, that that film is fucking incredible. Um, I need to. I've done two watches of that actually. Yeah, I need I need to rewatch that before but, before the next show. Because when we first watched, when I first watched it, I, I liked it, but it, it left me feeling a little bit unsettled, in the sense that I know that I liked it, that I really liked it, that I really got on with it, but something wasn't something missing or something that didn't connect. It was something about it, it I couldn't quite put my finger on. Where I, where I stood with it, whether I never wanted to watch it again or whether I really wanted to watch it again. Hmm. So then I thought, right, I'm going to watch it again now because if I watch it again, I get 20 minutes into it and go, yeah, I, I like this, but I don't ever need to see it again. Like Requiem for a Dream, for instance. Requiem for a Dream is a great movie. I never need to see it again. I just don't. Seen it, been through it, don't need to watch it again. Um, and then with that, I, I give it to the go and thought, actually, no, this is it is... There's so much going on in such a such a short, compact movie. Yeah, no, absolutely. Oh god, and it is short as well. That's the yeah one of the virtues of it. Um, yeah, I mean, no, ab- ab- absolutely. Um, I don't know. I mean, like Green Book seems to be getting some consternation. Like Peter Farrelly getting a, a nomination for that. I haven't seen it yet. Wouldn't be surprised if that if that were the case. It that does seem like it's middle of the road, but people like it. Like it, it, it's not made that much money in the US, but people do seem to like it. Um, it's, so, it's it's kind of become a little bit of the you know a late comer to the race a little bit. Yeah, and I, I I don't know, mate. It I don't. Know, it must be confusing for people though, because it's like. People are kind of saying it's like this year, it's like a contemporary driving Miss Daisy almost, but then it's Mahershala Ali, and everybody loves Mahershala Ali, but he's in this film, so what do we do? And it's almost like cannot compute, and then heads explode. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I'll watch it. I'm, I can't say I'm particularly enthused for it, but I, I will go see it. I, I, I'm a. Um... I'm a Viggo Mortensen fan, uh, so I, I'm very much kind of like intrigued by it. I would say um, mm. for that, mm. uh, I've been a um, been a what is it? A, a big um, Viggo Mortensen fan since the Indian runner. So you know, since like what the ninety one, ninety two. Yeah, yeah. So I mean that. So yeah, I mean we'll we'll. Um... 
I don't know. We'll see, we'll see how it goes. And and I, I, I we'll talk about leave no trace, but people seem to be bothered by Deborah Granick and Ben Foster not getting notice there. Um, I'm not. Um, but yeah. we'll, we'll we'll discuss that. Have you seen that yet? Which one, sorry? Leave no trace. No, I've, I've not. Um, it seems to be one of those that's getting a lot of buzz from people that have seen it and like it, but that's it. <laughs> do you know, I might, yeah, I mean, like, considering we're kind of waiting for Becky anyway, I might just do my thing about Leave No Trace now while we're on it. Yeah, you can do it, yeah. Okay, cool. So, yeah, it's uh, Deborah. Sorry. I'm sure where it's a bit more all over the place than Noel. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, no, it's just, um, yeah, uh, you know, we, we want everybody here before we really get into the meat of things. So, uh, leave no trace, it's, um, fucking what is going on upstairs? I don't know if you can hear that, but Lottie is not ready for bed. Um, so, um, Deborah Granick's first film since Winter's Bone, obviously Winter's Bone was a kind of a big deal because it was the breakout film for Jennifer Lawrence but to be fair it also kind of brought John Hawkes to the forefront of a lot of people's minds as well yeah. um, I think he got a Best Supporting Actor nomination for that if I remember correctly so um, yeah so uh, it, it's her first one for a long long time and it's Ben Ben Foster and uh, Thomason Hardcourt McKenzie I believe her name is father and daughter um, kind of living a world kind of like a wilderness life except it's in like a national park so they live in this national park and um you know, when park rangers come, they kind of hide, themse- hide themselves and they kind of, like, try to, like, not leave their tracks and things like that. Um, they're trying to leave no trace. Leave no trace, yes, indeed, yeah. Um, they get found um, and uh, they get put into some housing and um, she starts to kind of see what life is like for a normal kid and he doesn't really want any part of society. Um there's some very mild reason, like uh, depictions as to why he doesn't want to be a part of society. Um, but much like Ben Foster's performance, there's for me anyway, there wasn't really enough there to kind of grab onto. the The problem with this film for me is that he's a fucking he is a fucking horrible dad even though he thinks he's doing the right thing and he almost can't help himself but it's also quite selfish and i think his character gets let off the hook very 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 easily and i don't really know what the film was trying to say by the end of it um other than he's a really shit dad who's got a really understanding daughter. I, 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 I almost want to talk about what happens at the end, but I won't. It's a possibility, because there are, and I, I do thoroughly subscribe to this idea, that the way that you interact with films is the way that it affects you. So um, some films purely just get you... Um, excited and they get adrenaline going some films just give you that fantasy element and that 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 escapism uh, and some films hit you on a more emotional level but that's always going to be different for different people because different people have different kind of things that fire off um synapses in their brain and everything like that uh, 
do you think that you viewed that differently because you're the father of a daughter? Yeah, I mean, mate, yeah, I mean, I, 100%, no, I'm, yes. I'm wrong, I'm saying that that is perfectly right and a perfectly legitimate, what is it? Yeah. But it, it, it could skew the way that you look at it towards the way that, uh, I mean, I can't say that because I've got a daughter as well, but the way that, that somebody else w- w- would look at it. Not yeah, saying no. you have kids, but somebody who has a, a son or... I mean, and, and, you know, I mean, the thing is, I mean, like Deborah Granick, I know nothing about her personal life. She may well have kids herself. Um, and it's, this is based on a, it, this is based on a book as well, to be fair. So it just, maybe the book tells it better than I felt the film did. Um, but the, the, the things with Ben Foster is a very intense actor who can be wild at times, or he can be, very very closed off and restrained yeah he, he, he can do he can do crazy twitchy and stoic yeah and he's very much the latter here and i think it's to the film's detriment and i don't need the film to hold my hand but i do need it to give me a bit more credence as to why the film seems to be okay with how things end up and how things go through the course of the film um and it's it it's difficult without kind of talking about what happens in like the last third of the film but it frustrated me it really frustrated me and it's it's weird it feels like it it it's a tale of modern masculinity um you know of a man who is a man but also feels emotions and it's like the a weight of not being able to express them kind of cripples him. But then in the end, his daughter just kind of basically gives him a bit of a free pass. And I didn't get on with that. It's, and and, 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 yeah, I mean, I I don't know. It'd be interesting because I'm sure there are, I was looking at the letterboxd rankings and my scoring of it of 2.5 out of 5 is basically I must be in like the lower five percentile. Like it, it, it's people giving it fours and four point fives and fives all over the shop, and I just I don't I don't see it. I don't see it. I mean, Mackenzie uh, is is good, and I think she holds things together, and she plays a very very strong character strongly. Um, but I mean, Foster like. It's almost parodic at times how torn up by internal anguish and not being able to express it he is, um, and it 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 took it did it, it took me out of it. I just I didn't understand. I didn't understand the character. I didn't empathise with the character, even though I think I was supposed to. And to be honest, I kind of didn't empathise with the daughter because of the way she reacts to him in the end. In instead of saying at like a fucking dad she doesn't and i you know i it bothered me i found it a bit of a slog to get through to be honest and it's only an hour and 45 it's not a long one is it either no no um yeah i if this was getting major awards consideration i think i'd be more annoyed by it as it is i'm just a bit like I just don't see what people... It, it's the, I don't see what people see in it film of this year. I mean, like, because I think, like, Roma's that for you. Um, or or at least for Becky, for sure. Um, that's this for me. 
Cool. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, leave no trace. There you go. Um, so, yeah, BAFTAs, Golden Globes, they seemed fairly... Uh, the Bohemian Rhapsody continues its weird march. Yeah, I assume we've covered the fact that Bohemian Rhapsody no, got best film. Uh, we would, I, well, I, I think we're just about to. Um, right. What the fuck is that about, eh? Fuck is that about? What an abomination! No, do you know what? I, 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 <laughs> I agree and I disagree at the same time. I agree, it's silly. Right, I completely agree with that, but. The Golden Globes are silly. This used to, remember, this is the Golden Globes that gave burlesque a nomination for something just so that Cher had performed that. Oh, best musical or comedy? Yeah. They're, they're not a serious award. They, they, they have really have absolutely zero relevance to anything at all. They, and for a few years, they started to gather a bit of momentum as having mm. respect. And then this year, they went, no, 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 wait a minute, wait a minute. Star is born, fuck it. It's just like these other movies, it's just playing a rhapsody. And the fact that it didn't even win Best Musical of Comedy, it won Best Drama. Yeah, yeah. So, by the way, hi, everybody. I have now joined the proceedings. How was Non-Noms, Bex? Unimpressive. Oh, no. Yes. Yeah, yeah, you did, yeah. Yeah, it's a bit, yeah. Mark was effusive in his anti-praise of the place they were going to eat. Explicit. Oh, yeah, of course, yeah. And you said you broke the country. I was like, shit, that place. Yeah. It's... Shit, that place. The service was bad and the food was all sauce, so... mm. Well, I'm sorry to hear that, but we're happy to have you. Oh, well, thank you very much. Yeah, I'm... I'm honestly stunned that Bohemian Rhapsody has won anything. Yeah, I, I, I'm stunned it was nominated for anything. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think <clears throat> my um, very visceral reaction to the movie is probably colouring my uh, colouring my opinion on it. But it's it, it's mental to me that they've gone for this kind of melodrama musical movie over the actual. Like, I'm not even as big of a fan of A Star Is Born as, as you are. Yeah. But still, it, it actually has something to say. And Bohemian Rhapsody is just a load of bollocks. Bohemian Rhapsody, it is. It's falsified history. Yeah. Parading as some kind of fucking entertaining pantomime. But also, well, have you heard that the one of the major special features on the... Uh, oh, yeah. Blue oh God, yeah, I have, yeah, is an extended. I have, yeah. What is it? So that means that that, actually, that feature on the, the fucking the Blu-ray should have bought. just been put the fucking Live Aid performance on there for people to watch. Bring it to a new audience, I, not just get Rami Malek strutting around on stage badly in his tiny form, it, doing it, a it, bad Freddie Mercury karaoke impression. There's no. But he's, he's, he's mind blowing to me. He isn't even singing. No. No, he isn't. He's just straight around fucking mind. Uh, it's ridiculous. It's fucking I, ridiculous. I mean, I, I will say that it does kind of feel like Rami Malek is getting the nominations and stuff because, A, you know, people think he did a good job, but, B, <laughs> he 
almost single-handedly managed to save that film from oblivion like with, with like with Brian Singer and whatnot like it like his sheer force of will I think got things going for that film at points and I think in the industry there's an awareness that like he's well liked and he kind of say he made that as bad as that film is he made it as good as it is or like he helped make it as good as it is that's fine and i appreciate that and if you're taking into account behind the scenes stuff then yeah fine fair enough but as an off-screen performance it ain't that great no, um, I, I mean, I, I thought it was okay, but I agree. It's not amazing. Mannerisms and stuff, yeah, it, it does well. Physical kind of appearance, it's, I mean, it doesn't, it doesn't look anything like Freddie Mercury. And voice-wise, maybe as a young Freddie Mercury, that voice works. That's not what he sounded like for the majority of his life. And it, they, they've done a very good job of convincing people that that's what he sounded like without actually... They've done showing... a very good job of convincing Rami Malek that they were making a respectful fucking biography of Freddie Mercury because he is, like, fully on board with this shit. Oh, yeah, we just want to show the people, like, all this kind of story and what an amazing man he was. It is exploitative. It is an exploitative movie and it exploits and harms Freddie Mercury's memory and it's yeah, yeah. it is wrong. But but in the what, twenty five years since Freddie Mercury died, have Brian May and Roger Taylor ever done anything uh, different? Uh, no, they fucking haven't. No. They all. haven't. But I'd rather see a fucking um, movie about Freddie Mercury and his midget court parties than see that fucking abomination again. Do you know what I'd rather see none of it because he wouldn't have wanted this out there. No, I mean, we we do need Bohemian Rhapsody to fetch me another boy. This one's arse has burst. <laughs> I, don't, I, 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 just, I just think it's really disrespectful to his memory. Shout out to Noel, by the way. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, 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 it's, yeah. I, I, it, Let's not get into this whole Bohemian Rhapsody no, thing again. Not, I, I've got a feeling when we talk about worst of next, next week... Is, we're going to talk about worst of uh, worst of the year next week. I've got a feeling it's going to pop up again. So yeah, you probably will. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Golden Globes wise, I mean, like you say, they're they're not hugely relevant. The Baftas probably are more relevant. It, the Baftas be more relevant if they actually fucking showed on TV. Yeah, yeah, true. Oh, um, Put them on BBC Four if people want to watch them unedited, or the red button, or whatever. Yeah, you know, it, it is it is preposterous that they will try and claim that they are a that essentially they're a sister to the the Oscars, and then not have them actually broadcasted live. Oh, it's ridiculous. Or, or on any form, you know, fuck it. Why aren't Prime gone? We'll show it. Facebook, we'll show it. I, I, show it. Periscope, we'll show it. YouTube. Pornhub, we'll show it. What, what, one thing about the BAFTAs I just realised. Brian Singer's got nominated for Best British Film for Bohemian Rhapsody. Please tell me he goes. Please tell me he goes. Please tell me he goes. And as, as his guest, he takes Kevin Spacey. Maybe, maybe let's not do that. Just... 
God, I, I want him sat at the same table. Oh, no, they don't sit at tables, do they? But in the same row as Rami Malik, please. <laughs> I don't know. I just, I just feel like the Golden Globes winners are, are a bit of a a bit of a what the fuck leading into the the awards season, and the BAFTA noms are a bit odd as well when you kind of read through them. I, I I'm now at that point where with with awards things, the only one I give vague give a vague shit about is the Oscars because I like the whole pomp and ceremony of the whole thing. Um, but that's about kind of it. It, it doesn't. It doesn't impact on anything if you actually it, it, win. If the film that I the film that I want to win all the awards doesn't win all the awards, I will be a little bit kind of like ah, that's a little bit. I, I would like that to have won, but I won't be. I won't give a shit. <laughs> the, the, there's certain awards that I feel like the film that you want to win all the awards should win, and then certain awards that I feel like it shouldn't. Mm. I don't think it should win Best Actress. I think it... I don't think it should win Best Actor. I don't think it should win Best Film. It should definitely win Best Song. Which one? What's it, what's it actually got in there? What, 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 what? Star is Bob. Oh, Star is Bob, right. Yeah, I didn't know what you're saying. I don't think it's strong enough to win those against competitions. Available, but the competition at the same is going to be nominated. Yeah, we, we've got another, we've got, we've got another few weeks before this. Yeah, so I, so I have to get in this conversation. <laughs> we'll get, probably get Brad on at some point as well. Um, yeah. I think we missed him last year actually, so we'll, we'll have to, um, yeah, we'll have to make sure that gets done. Um, you know, it's interesting, um, how British skewed BAFTA is that Black Panther only got visual effects, like yeah. everyone will be really pissed off about that. Black Panther's not even the best Marvel film of last year, though. <laughs> yeah, but I don't know. It's like in. I, I just it make what makes me laugh is everybody's been talking about all year about Black Panther getting a Best Picture nomination, mm. and the most likely Marvel film to win an Oscar on Oscar night is Spider Man Into the Spider Verse because that yeah. is winning. That is winning Best Animated Feature all over the fucking shop. Deservedly so. Yeah, and deservedly so. That fucking thing is winning best animated feature, and I could not be happier. Yeah, I mean, even though I mean, like, I really, really like Isle of Dogs. I really like Incredibles too. Like, they are both really good films. Into the Spider Verse is straight up pushing that medium forward. Yeah. Like, it- I hate to use the phrase because it's a, it's a horrible phrase, but uh, Into the Spider Verse is a game changer for the mm-hmm. way that mm-hmm. it's it, it, it is. It, 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 it genuinely. No, I, I, I know how much you hear that. I, I hate it, but I was sat there going, right, I watch a lot of movies, I watch a fair amount of animation, <laughs> I haven't seen this done before. Like, oh, fucking, I cannot wait for that fucking. I, I really, really hope they just don't fucking overload it but I can't wait for the sequel to that thing <laughs> um, cool okay let's let's talk some trailers then what have we got I don't think there's been any big hitters there's a there was a new Captain Marvel sneak peek thing oh god are we allowed to say this looks shit yet if you without, get, without, without getting accused of being sexist if you feel that way it looks shit it looks really, really. It looks, it looks like what an early Marvel movie should have looked like, but they didn't. They actually made them good. This looks crap. 
Really? Yeah. I've not seen the new trailer. You've seen it a lot. It, it looks, it just, it's not. It, when, when the first come out, like, some of the first trailer, some of the first trailer, it might get better, it might get better. And then the second one came out, you went, a little bit better. People tried to convince themselves really high pitched, it's a little bit better. And then this new one came out, and it's like, ah, it's just little shit. I, I don't think I'm, I'm, I'm quite there. And I'm, quite liking the Captain Marvel Nick Fury interactions to be honest and if it like if it's a bit of a buddy road movie with the two of them for a chunk I, I'm into that it's um, awful though mate it's a bit shiny it's very it, it, it it's Mummy 3 level or something on that <laughs> do you mean Mummy 2 do you mean The Rock uh, yes sorry yes Mummy 2 <laughs> yeah get it right um <laughs> <laughs> um but uh yeah i it's i'm i'm feeling remarkably nonplussed by it i i it, at this point i must say um I, yeah i i mean the thing is i mean it's almost like marvel studios it's almost there's a guarantee that they won't make a film that is below a certain like star rating like pretty much i mean their hit rate is pretty amazing um and it just i don't know i i feel sorry for the captain marvel folks just because everybody really wants avengers end game yeah and yeah. It, and it, it's almost like captain marvel is kind of like the the, 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 the fucking the, thing you have to do to get before your ice cream yeah the, 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 <laughs> they've, they've stuck it in the uh black panther slot as well haven't they mm. and it's like right you're not black panther you're you're not a movement of a fucking movie no, but at the end of the day, it's a Marvel movie. So, like Ian says, it it will probably be good, regardless of the shitty trailers. It will probably be good because it's within that universe. It's the same kind of creative team behind it. They wouldn't allow it to be less than a certain level. So it'll probably be fine. But it is. It's it's a bridging film. It's it's a Ant Man and the Wasp of a film. As Ian would say, it's very much eat your vegetables. Yeah, it is. Yeah, and it's it's bridging the gap to Endgame to then launch the next phase. Mm. So it probably yeah. won't be great, but it'll be fine. The thing is, it kind of seems like Captain Marvel is going to be a fairly big part of Endgame if the post credits yeah. tag on Infinity War is anything to go by. So, you know. I I think they have to make sure that at least she is a character you'll get. But even if the film isn't that great around her, she is a character you'll hopefully get behind. And I will say as well, I'm I'm more inclined to give it a go based on... I saw some fucking tweet from someone today, just like the new poster and saying like, couldn't she smile? You know, and it's just like... Just fuck, like, just fuck off, like, what? what? You were that on a fucking Captain America. No, what, yeah, what superheroes ever smile? Yeah. You know, it just fuck off. You, you, you fucking love it when Christian Bale's grimacing or Chris Evans looks sad with his beard. Yeah. As soon as it's a woman, it's why? Why can't she smile? Just fuck off. Like, oh, so yeah. that, if you just smiled, fuck off. And, and that's the thing. And I'll be honest. Like, hopefully. This will be the first Marvel Studios film I take I, I take Lottie to see, like, and it's like I would very very much like to do that. I 
because like Donna wants wants to see it as well, so we'll all go, and she can see a woman superhero kicking ass. Yeah. You know, and like that that I I do genuinely think that is an important thing. And I and, totally agree with you on that one. Yeah, and you know, it's like I I hope the film is good. Of course, I do. I don't want to watch it for what will probably be two hours twenty minutes and hate it. Of course, I fucking don't. I don't think it's going to be two hours twenty minutes. I think that one's going to be under two hours. No, it's a Marvel movie. I think I, I think it's going to be under two hours. That's my prediction there. Hot take. Hot take. hundred and. I've got 107 minutes in my head. Okay, all right. We're going to do this like skyscraper. Okay, interesting. I'm going to go. So you're going for what? 107. 107. I'm going to go for 129. Oh, I was going to say 122. Okay, all right. Okay, what does the winner get? Um, King of the podcast. King of the podcast for a week. King of the podcast for a week. All right, sweet. Uh, by the way, I just looked through a shitload of um, of Marvel posters, and I've not found a single person smiling in any of them. The only one I'd say is closest to a smile in any of them, weirdly, is Captain Marvel. <laughs> there you go. That's the closest to a smile I could find. That is a, that is close to a smile, isn't that? Yes. I, I'm showing it to Becky, by the way. I'm not just shouting at Becky. <laughs> the world. <laughs> That's close to a smile, I tell you. <laughs> it's more a smirk, a knowing smirk. Uh, Brie Larson is a knowing, smirking kind of person. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh my god! Why couldn't she smile? Ridiculous. Yeah. So I mean, it, it, you know, what other trailers have we got? <laughs> Fucking, I, I, I just, I hope that film's good because otherwise, people are just going to be like, "Well, it just shows that female fronted." Well, what about Wonder Woman then? Anyway, you know, it's <laughs> fucking right. Um, anybody see the trailer for The Prodigy? No. Right. <laughs> Dante's Peak versus Volcano. I'm alright for that. Armageddon versus Deep Impact. The Prodigy versus Bright Burn. <laughs> this the um It's the Bastards. Yeah, little creepy kids who does supernatural slash super powered shit for yeah. bad. What if Midnight Special was a cunt? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> You imagine if that kid's name in the film was Midnight Special, and that's why it was called Midnight Special. Oh, <laughs> 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 uh, we had a boy. That's what we call him. We would that's not call good. Him special. I thought you wanted to call him Rambo. I do, but you will let me. I will let you have another child. So I don't want are. another child. I kind of want one now, so I can call it Midnight Special. Just as a joke, an in-joke. <laughs> Why did you have this child? It's an in-joke. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's a lot of Oh, so the way I had it as an in-joke, another child is a literal in-joke. I respect your commitment to a bit, Mark. And yeah. I, I do, you know I do. But I'm not carrying a child and raising it for 18 years just so that you can call it Midnight Special. We'll borrow one from somewhere, that'd be fine. Hospitals have loads. Fantastic. Yeah. Um, this, it comes out next month in the US, probably be similar in the UK. It just looks like one of those filler, horror, thriller films that 
just kind of comes out and disappears after a week or two. Um, to be to be honest, I'm kind of up for it though. I'll watch an e- I'll watch an evil kid. There's a there's there's a shot where the kid looks like he's about to do something fucked up with a wrench, and I'm pretty there for that. I, I, I think I've, I've seen like bits, not bits of the actual film, but I've seen like um, shots of the actual film, uh, and it. it, it, it uh, all through those, I was looking at it thinking, that just looks so much like a Tuesday night Netflix watch. Nice. Love a Tuesday night Netflix watch movie. Nice. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, absolutely. Um, so, can't say I'm thrilled about it, but I'll, I'll watch it. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think that might be it for me. Uh, Hotel Mumbai. I haven't seen that. What the fuck's that now? The uh, Hotel Mumbai uh, terrorist attack um, from, I believe, six, seven years ago. Uh, has Dev Patel in it, of course. It's set in Mumbai. Um, <laughs> and it's not. It's not. But it, to be fair, like I think it's just a comment on how Dev Patel only seems to be able to get work in yeah, it, particular it, it, films. Bless him. And that is my comment there because Dev yeah. Patel is a really good actor. Yeah, yeah he is. Um, and it's a shame that he literally mm. he has to seek out films that he can fit his ethnicity into to to show that rather than just be an actor who, you know, can act in films. You know, that I just think it's a bit of a shame that this has also got Army Hammer in it (laughs) and Richard Dreyfuss, I think. No, that's Richard. um, There's somebody else in it. Ah, fuck. Um, But it it, it, it looks looks like a, a solid kind of siege movie. Fair enough. Hmm. Um, Richard Dreyfuss is in Jason another one. Jason Isaacs? Jason Isaacs, that was it. I got Richard Dreyfuss, Jason Isaacs. No, it's because Jason Isaacs is in another trailer that I watched. Oh. Richard, Richard Dreyfuss, yeah, Richard Dreyfuss is in another trailer, the Polar trailer, which I believe Ian watched because he told me to watch it. Oh, <laughs> yeah, the Polar trailer. Yeah, yeah. what do, do you Yeah, man. I, Very shit. Nice. Yeah, it looks, it looks cracking, doesn't it? It looks, it, looks, it looks mental and it's got Mads Mikkelsen. It's basically a little bit of Mads Mikkelsen is kind of doing a, a bit of a John Wick. Well, it made me laugh because somebody tweeted like stills from this saying um, Mads Mikkelsen looks like he's been spending too much time with Hideo Kojima. Um, so Hideo Kojima is the guy who created Metal Gear Solid um, and he's working with Mads Mikkelsen on a new game for the PlayStation. And it like just the eye patch and shit, and it is just like yeah, what an odd cast. I also yeah, it is. It's awesome. I also saw a thing that said uh, the first thing I saw about this before you mentioned it as the what is it was um, somebody took a picture of the uh, Matt Mickelson with the eye patch and everything, and said um, it was just Matt Mickelson Snake Plissken, and I thought. Have I missed something? Are they are they remaking this game from New York with Matt Mickelson? Did I just did I know about that? It passed me by, or, or did I not know about that? But it looks fucking great. And then when I found out it wasn't, I kind of went, oh. I'll be honest. That kind of feels like the kind of thing that, like, when I'm close to death and I'm hooked up on morphine, that's the kind of it, like the fever dream that's going to play before my life plays out. It's just me watching Mads Mikkelsen play Sp- Snake Plissken. Yeah, do, do you know what? I, I, and I'll just, I'll just go like, yeah, yeah, that's good. Yeah, you, you'll go going. At least it won't jab, Butler. 
Yeah, oh, yeah, that was a thing at a time, wasn't it? It was a thing at a time, yeah. And Butler looks, it looks great. Well, looks, Jared Butler was a thing. The Jared Butler was going to beat Snake Blisket oh. in a remake. What is it? Um, yeah, it was but, with Len Wiseman, wasn't it? Oh, fuck, it was, yeah. Len fucking Wiseman. Fucking hate Len Wiseman. <laughs> On that note, <laughs> as I uh, walk to the kitchen to get another beer... Uh, okay, let's get into it. <coughs> oh, pardon me, sorry. That was very rude. Um, so, it's main review time. Oh, actually, Becky, just um, beforehand, has Mark told you what we're doing for the first patron review? No. Go on, Mark. Oh, oh shit. Oh, cool. Eight and a half. Ah, I just got glitter on my microphone. Oh, you need to blow that shit out. Fuck. Sorry? Ian's kitchen is just a cacophony of glitter. Do you not know this? Yeah, because I've got a fucking... I've got a five-year-old. He likes arts and crafts. Uh. I'll be honest. Glitter on my microphone will sound a little bit like it could be a a Queen lyric. It does look... Yes. Actually, to be fair, I did um, WhatsApp you guys earlier on saying that I was finishing watch, uh, up a rewatch of Mamma Mia, Here We Go Again earlier on, so I suppose um, it wouldn't have been out of the realm of possibility that I had some glitter about. Yeah. Hang on, who did you WhatsApp? Was that us or Beat Boy Chat? Us. I didn't see that. Yeah, you did. You come out. Did she? Uh- but no, she didn't. I'll shout out gaslight her a little bit. <laughs> uh, I, I, I'm pretty sure I did it on the on the bastards chat though. I was out in a disappointing Indian restaurant at that point. Oh, I was on a train with a smile from ear to ear, <laughs> watching Cher do Super Trooper. <laughs> oh, that film is a fucking delight. I'll just say now we'll be talking about it next week, and I fucking love Mamma Mia. Here we go again. I fucking love that film. The fucking balls to crowbar in Fernando. Like, just... And they set it up. Yeah. It is, like... It makes no sense in the timeline. At all. No. I've had the entire fucking film makes no sense. Let's be honest, though. You rewatch that movie that you are waiting for that fucking moment. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you know what? Even I'm very much, like... Do you know what? The timeline is batshit and makes no sense, but fuck it. Fuck it. It's fun, and that's what that movie is there for. Yeah. I, I mean, shit, man. Cher is Meryl Streep's mum in the same in the same timeline. Yeah. I it just it's staggering. Uh, <laughs> we 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 will talk about Mamma Mia. Here we go again next week. <laughs> we will. I'm ready for the Russian ambassador. Who did your makeup? We went for something dramatic. Do you like it? You look like a badger. Oh. Are you going to cry? Really? Well, what do you think you look like? Badger. Do you really think you can meet the Russian delegation looking like that? No. I will manage it. Go back to your rooms. Thank you. Did you just look at me? Did you? Look at me! 
Um, so, the favourite is directed by Yorgos Lanthimos and stars Olivia Coleman, Rachel Weiss, Emma Stone. You <laughs> Sorry? Mark was making wanker signs at the computer when you said the director's name. Okay, all right, all right. Uh, Nicholas Holt, Mark Gatiss, and uh, others. So, uh, the favourite, Queen Anne, played by Olivia Coleman, um, is uh, diddling her best friend, uh, played by Rachel Weiss. But she starts diddling Emma Stone, and uh, then Emma Stone and Rachel Weiss basically have a fight to see who will be the favourite. Um, build up slightly here. So, Becky, um, we do not know as much about your feelings towards the terrific Yorgos Lanthimos as we do Mark and myself. So, um, uh, give us a give us a potted history of your experience of the, of the man's work. I I actually quite liked The Lobster up to a point. Um, I felt like it went off the rails a little bit and and it it was good then, it was kind of shit. Um, And what's the other one? Killing in a Sacred Deer, isn't it? I I really don't like that guy that's in it, the kid. Oh, Barry Keoghan. Yeah, he he freaks me out. So the fact that he freaks me out, I think, coloured my opinion of the film. I, I think the acting was very wooden in that movie, whether intentional or not. It it just it was dry to me, and it, it left me absolutely fucking cold. Killing of a Sacred Day was just not not for me. I, mean, I could see why people would like it, but it wasn't for me. Lobster, like I say, um, liked it up to a point, then it just kind of went off a cliff for me. Um. But, I mean, each their own. They, neither of them were absolutely shit, in my opinion. Stop nodding at me. Um, so I, I can see why people would like them. They just work for me. Okay, so with the favourite then. So it's a film that is, you know, on the face of it, is most mainstream out, um, like outing yet. Uh, you know, it's got a very, very recognisable cast. It's, you know, it's a period kind of comedy drama thing. It's about royalty. Um, did you, I mean, did you get on with it? I I actually, I was really not looking forward to this from the very first trailer. Um, I was I, I was on board with it up until a certain point. And it's when, um, obviously, the dialogue is very kind of, period in the trailer and then I can't remember who it is, someone says something to Emma Stone and she just goes at them and I was like nah not for me, no, can't do it can't watch it, no and it it just really bothered me because it was such a it was so out of context and then obviously other trailers have come out since and it's clear that they're going for a period setting with kind of a more modern parlance for the characters and so I, I was still not looking forward to it but then I was kind of more more kind of accepting of how they were going to portray it and then I read a quote from Olivia Coleman um from the film which I was just like nah I don't, I don't need to see that movie and I'm not going to repeat it because I don't I don't like to say the word the c word out loud on the podcast it, it just seems wrong. Oh no, she actually she doesn't use it in that. Does she? No, I like it when she st- uh, 
put her tongue inside yeah. me. Yeah, yeah. You know, so people were saying... I don't wear tongue feels inside. That's it, yeah. Mm. And, and, and people were saying that, oh, this, this movie deserves to win the Oscar for this line alone. I was like, no, not really. That's just... It's just shocking for the sake of shocking. Um, so I really wasn't looking forward to it, going into it. And I actually, I actually really quite enjoyed it. Out of what I would say were the four central performances, I think three of them were very good. Um, mm. Only only one of them fell really, really flat for me. And that's Emma Stone. I think she was not very good in it at like all. Emma Stone, I, do. I do like Emma Stone. Lie, but not with blonde hair. No, um, I do like Emma Stone, but I think she's very hit on, hit or miss. And I think Olivia Coleman was absolutely fucking fantastic as Queen Anne. I think Rachel Weisz was was really good. I think Nicholas Holt was really good. Emma Stone just was the weak link in that for me. Um, but I think the I think the kind of power struggle, obviously being between three strong female characters, it was it was an interesting hot take on the whole power struggle thing that you see in, in in movies an awful lot but you don't generally see it between three women and for that for that fact alone I thought, I thought it was really interesting the men in this movie are largely ineffectual fops and they are treated as such by the women that are actually running the show um but on the flip side of that there were certain things that I really really disliked about it the discomfort in the way that the various characters were forced to say the word cunt in the film and it was clear discomfort from the cast they were clearly enunciating it to make a fucking point and shock and you just don't need that make your movie have it say what it says but if your characters if you start comfortable saying words and they can't Produce them in a natural manner. If it seems like it's for effect on Yeah, and that's what that's what it did. And it was it was overused and it lost its impact because no one could fucking say it right without sounding like they were being I disagree with that. I was gonna say I thought Holt pulled it off. That's exactly what I said. Alright, sorry, none of the female characters that were asked to say it could play it right. Yeah. Like when he says, like, well, he's completely cunt struck by you. You know, yeah. it, it, it was, yeah, you know, I, I, it, and to be honest, I, I thought that was quite a funny line as well. Like, it just the way, I, I thought, I, to be honest, I thought pretty much every single thing that Nicholas Holt did in this film was quite funny. He was it just, he tickled me. He was fantastic in it. Um, what was the other thing that, that I really didn't like? I can't remember now. Um, Oh, the the the, the blowjob imagery of the last shot didn't like it. Unnecessary. Her gripping Emma Stone's hair while she was uh, yeah. at crotch level, moving her head with backwards and forwards. You didn't need it. Well, no, I mean, I I thought that shot was, I thought that shot was quite interesting because it's basically they're in this fucking just like joyless thing where Emma Stone is basically realising that she's just doing the same thing you know she's now she gets to get drunk and wear pretty things but she's still having a fucking suck off like the the more powerful person to kind of get ahead she hasn't really won Queen Anne looks miserable as fucking shit 
And then there's just the rabbits all over the place, basically populating how sad everything is. I, know, I thought, that, I thought I, the last shot was incredible. Yeah, I, I, I get that, and I get that's what they were going for. A, it went on too long. B, it, it shoved it down your throat like a couple of seconds. <laughs> Sorry, didn't mean that as a pun. A few seconds of that imagery would have been fine enough to get that message across. Stop it! I, I I tell you what, my my colleague Paul, who's I'm sure listening to this, he makes so many like every single fucking thing that anybody around him says, he manages to turn into a double entendre, and I bet he's fucking pissing himself right now. He is pissing himself. Like he's he's probably also hard as uh, hard as fucking wood. Quite frankly, Becky, at the imagery that you've just uh, given him there, so. Uh, um, Paul can fa- thank you later. <laughs> I think it lingers on that shot for far too long. It's like, oh, do you get it? Do you get it? It's like she's giving a blowjob to Queen Anne, but Queen Anne's a woman because a woman's powerful. And oh my god, do you get? Do you get it? Do you get it, guys? Do you get it? But I, I, I just, I, I liked how it wallowed in the misery of the entire situation. No one is happy. No one. Emma Stone, uh, Emma Stone should really not have fucking put her foot on that rabbit, though, should she? She was, like, living the fucking dream. She put her foot on that rabbit. She was fucked straight away. Yeah. Don't stand on Olivia Coleman's rabbits. Slash children. Exactly. Oh, exactly. Um, that was really sad, actually. That was really sad to me. And that's actually a true thing, isn't it? Like, I was reading about mm, it. Mm. She did actually have, like, a rabbit for each child that she lost. Mm. That's really sad. I mean, that's the thing. I was listening to an interview with... um have brought rabbits to this country because they're not indigenous to this country. Yeah, possibly, it, it was, yeah. That was, that, I'm sure, I read to that that was why we have rabbits in this country now was literally from these original six that she had She had 17 because she lost 17. No, but she had six yeah. brought across originally yeah. from, um, I think, Denmark? It might have been Denmark. Yeah. Um, and, and, and that's what, that, that's why we have rabbits all over because they breed so quickly. Rabbits mint is from that. And, and, and the thing is, like this, I mean, Olivia Coleman is the absolute heart and soul of this movie. Mm-hmm. She, the the fact that she, I mean, she's clearly she's got issues going on, and she's pandered to by the people around her, so it makes the issues worse. But Rachel Vice being so absolutely unempathetic towards the rabbits at the start of the movie it it opens it up to emma stone coming in and obviously being a bit nicer and then she's a bit nicer she gets into the power position and then she turns into a fucking cunt as well so it's you know she's absolutely taken advantage of by everybody around her throughout the whole movie up until and this is why it pissed me off the last shot that last shot should have been her going fuck, right, I can't trust anyone around me. This bitch has just stood on my rabbit. I'm the queen. I've got a man up, so to speak. And it shouldn't have been that cheap imagery for me. It, it deserved more. I, um, okay, now that's... what well, I mean, the fact that you're saying it deserved more, I, I'll take that because it means that you thought the film was worthy of something more at the end. So I'm I'm I'm, I'm pleased with that. Okay, Mark, go. <laughs> I'm gonna sit back. It's 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 better than the other ones. 
<laughs> is what I will say there. It's it, it's certainly better than than the other ones. Um, it's plus point is is um, it it isn't written by him. him. I think it's a plus point. Um, the uh, the performances are all solid enough. I think. Um, I, I disagree with you on that. I think she's she's perfectly fine. I think she's very Emma Stoney in it. Um, she's always Emma Stoney in everything. All right. Just being Emma Stoney stuff. He's not acting. Cool. I sat there quietly while you did this. No, you didn't. You sat and fucking giggled. You can made a cock joke. Um, so yeah, I, I, I thought Emma Stone was all right. Now, I, I I do think that the shining star of it all for me actually was Rachel Vice rather than Olivia Coleman. I'll come to my reasoning for that soon. Um, was it the scar? What? Was it the rakish scar? The scar was pretty it fucking was cool, pretty I'm not going to lie. No, but that's not what I was getting at. Performance-wise, sorry, yeah. I was saying character-wise, the heart and soul is, is, is the Queen Anne character. Mm, I still agree. Um, but, uh, yeah, it, it's... Aesthetically, I didn't like the way it was shot. I think I commented on to, to you at one point that I was saying it looks like it's shot a GoPro. Um, so any issues with that uh, I, I like the fact that the, 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 the male characters are treated like foppish idiots um, it was a, 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 a very nice little fucking knockdown mm. um, I, I think Rachel Weisz was, was fantastic in it I think Olivia Coleman was good in it I really really like Olivia Coleman as an actress uh, and I love the fact that she's getting so much award buzz because she's a British actress who deserves to get this recognition and deserves to have this stage to go, look, this is what is it. And she's been great and everything. I, I think she should have got a lot more awards traction um, a few years ago when she did uh, Tyrannosaur, which she was magnificent in. Um, it, it, you, I can see why from the content content of that film, why it didn't get um, more traction. I think you'll agree with me on that, Ian, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, Olivia Coleman's been fantastic for years, and not just in dramatic performances. She's also very, very funny and very effervescent. And she's a fantastic actress. She's just a fantastic she's, actress. She's a great presence and at, interviewee. At, at what I will say, yeah, yeah, I'm going to say something now, and it's going to sound really, really negative, but I'm not, I'm not meaning it as much as a negative. I'm just meaning it as an observation. Right, her performance reminded me at points of somebody, which is going to seem really like I'm having a dig. It's not. It is just what it reminded me of. Okay. Why are you looking at that, Vex? I'm just going to lean back and let you fucking dig yourself a hole. Yeah, I'm going to dig myself a massive hole. At points, she came across in the comedic, over-the-top moments, the spoiled child moments were a little bit Sandler-esque to me. No, I don't agree with that. The going from zero, essentially man-child, but woman-child, does that make sense? Infantile. Infantile. To the rage of just the shouting at things, it, it just, it rang a bit Sandler for me. And I'm not actually meaning that necessarily as a negative. That's just an observation from me. I found that shit fucking funny. Um, I could. I, I'm sorry. I just got to say, I could watch Coleman 
talk to like a page boy or like a servant and say, look at me, look at me, look at me. How dare you look at me? I could watch that shit all day. Uh, like the, the scene where she shouts at the Oscar orchestra on the lawn. Oh, that was great. That, that actually, yeah. that was quite sad I was fi- I was fine with that. Um, and she was staggering around. She didn't know where she was. I mean, she was clearly, I mean, and she was historically, she was very ill. She, she did suffer from really bad health issues, yeah. mental and physical health issues. I'm not going to feel sorry for a royal suffering from gout. I'm just not. No, but, but what I'm saying is... I'm, gonna, I, I'm just going to say, I'm going to feel sorry for a woman who has mental and physical health issues brought on in part by the fact she lost 17 kids. I'm yeah. fine with that. I'm not, what is it about gout, though? <laughs> it wasn't just gout, was it? Like, she, she, she was clearly... It's pretty fucking prevalent in this movie, the gout. The gout is pretty prevalent, yes. However... I, I think if you're portraying a character, you portray it to the reality of, of what they were. And she was a noble woman. hyper-stylised, what is it? You if can't it, bring reality into it. She did suffer from gout. That's fine. She did it's suffer from stylized, what is it? She did lose 17 children, and, and she's portraying that character. Um, Whether she lost 17 children because she was obese, because she was eating too many fine foods, and that's why she had gout, that's on her. However, she did lose the children, and it obviously has had a mental toll. Right. What did confuse me, actually, and we commented on this when we were watching it, didn't we? We'll get back to your bit in a second. She clearly had a stroke at some point through this movie, and they just she, she, one minute she was fine, and then the next like, 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 like they wanted, like it was like included, they filmed it, it, and they were it like, didn't no, make it right. <laughs> Yes, that that really confused me. I was like, she had a stroke. Yes. I, I, I took the same issue with you of, of the uh, use of, of profanity. Felt a little bit. Oh, for God's sake, really. I mean, I'm, I'm fine with profanity. I'm fine with profanity. It, I fucking it, love profanity in a movie. But it, it, just, it just, it felt, it, it felt a little bit... Like you'd have to give him a quid or something every time they said the word cunt. Not even, not even that, makes it, it, it felt a little bit, oh, can we just get on yeah. now and stop being childish? Mm. And that, that, that is my problem with him as a director. I think he's very adolescent. Yeah, he is, He's yeah. basically... His sexual attitudes are very adolescent. Yeah, in all of the movies. That that's it. He's he's not what I can make these people do and say. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It, it, it's it's a little bit like it's a little bit like if um, Kevin Swartz, Kevin, no, Jason Schwartzman's character in Rushmore. Mm. Um, I don't know, watched a load of Kevin Smith movies and decided to write a film. <laughs> um, but I thought I, I, it's not a bad film. I enjoyed it. Yeah. Uh, it's way too fucking long. It, it's more that it feels long for its runtime, I think. The middle's baggy as fuck. Yeah, it is. Ian, yeah. what you... Um, yeah, I mean, I, to be honest, I the, the third act, I thought I was a little bit like, get to the fucking monkey. Um just because it, you know, it, it kind of becomes obvious where things are going. That like Rachel Weisz is going to get is ostracized. Emma Stone becomes becomes the favorite, but then gets drunk and kind of abuses the power and all that kind. Of, and it was a little bit. Let's get on with it. I mean, I'm you know, it, it's. I, I I'll be honest. I preferred the killing of sacred deer, um, but that I think I might be the only person on earth who does. Um, in all honesty, so uh, that that film, I, I was into that film's vibe, which 
Maybe I need to rewatch that, and maybe it, it just turns out it was in like a fucking dark period or something. I don't know, but um, yeah, I mean, I I liked it. I thought I will agree. I I will agree that kind of the GoPro-y, like fisheye-ness of some of the shots did feel a little bit too like right. You are trying to be noticed a little bit here, aren't you? Um, you know, because sometimes it's these like long kind of blocks off or like cl- like slowly zooming kind of things, which have a kind of a Kubrickian air to them, which I actually thought with the killing of sacred deer in points as well. Um, but then at some points, it's just these kind of like camera in the corner, fisheye swinging from one way to the other kind of thing, which, yeah. um, you know, it... Thinking, when's the skateboarder jumping out there? Yeah, it, it, was a, it was a little bit erratic with that, and, uh, but I, and I, I, I thought, I really enjoyed Rachel Weiss as well, just because her character, I thought, was really complicated, because she obviously was using Queen Anne to, like... Uh, have things go her way politically but at the same time she did also seem to genuinely care for her um and and it was she felt like she was doing the best and yes she did abuse the power but she did she did love her um that's why that's why i'm a little bit i think coleman's again not criticism but Coleman's whole thing has kind of taken away from the, the other performances within it, and it seems like you can't say, "Oh, Rachel Vice we're going to people going, "Oh, yeah, what about Olivia Coleman?" It's like that's fine, but two people can be really good in one film. Well, I mean, it, it's interesting because when it comes to awards, there's quite a bit of controversy about like the fact that Coleman's being pushed for lead actress, and that 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 the, the the argument is apparently basically that it would be easier for her to it'd be easier for one of them to be lead actress as opposed yeah. to two of them being lead actu- actress and one of them supporting or all three be supporting. Um, and I, you know, I think it is, it is Coleman's film. Um, even though stone in particular, I think probably has equal, if not more screen time, like she probably does have more screen time. Yeah. Um, if, if I mean, cause sure she does. It, yeah. Cause I mean like that's the thing. If you think about it, there's not many scenes where, Coleman is alone. And Col- Coleman's there's, there's a there's a there's a period in it where she's she's not in it that much at the beginning. Yeah, yeah, no, exactly, yeah, and and, and there, yeah. but she's not she's not in it, and you've got a lot more Rachel Vice there, certainly. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, I, I, I think later on there's quite a lot of Emma Stone in scenes where it's like she's plotting or she's with that guy who's trying to pull her, and you know things like that. So, it, it, but. <laughs> That kind of decision, though, they have to base it on who is the lead character, and she is the character that all the other characters circulate around. I think you could get away... I think you could get away with arguing that Emma Stone is the lead. Um, Maybe not so much Rachel Weisz. Maybe. But I think you could get away with Emma Stone. But it's interesting, though, because now it's essentially, what, like, Olivia Coleman versus, what, Gaga? Olivia Coleman's going to win it, isn't she? Yeah, and and that's the thing. And then it is is probably going to be Olivia Coleman, which I feel sorry for Gaga for, because she's fucking amazing in A Star Is Born. But at, at, at the same time... I would make, I, you know, I think Coleman is equally as good as Gaga is in A Star Is Born. Plus, let's be honest, 
Lady Gaga is going to have a lot more chances to win a lot more high-profile awards than Olivia Colman is likely to. I'm served in it a little bit. You know, yeah, and that's it. And it just, like... And in all fairness, Olivia Colman just seems like the nicest fucking person on earth, like in in interviews and stuff like that. Like the the one she did with Kermode de Mayo, it's lovely. Like she seems genuinely embarrassed when Simon Mayo is talking about how she's getting awards talk, and she's like, "Oh, don't be silly! Like don't 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 be silly! Don't you know?" And it's almost like she doesn't want him to talk about that. Oh, and, she's at, quite long and not have it. Good. Uh, Maybe he's a bit weird for her. Well, I, I don't think that she was saying um, that the, the biggest support she's had so far in this awards season has been um, Nicholas Holt. Oh. Where she said, he said it, it, he, he's like basically saying to me, we go down here now and we go to this now. Because <laughs> I haven't been to these like awards things and he's been alert of them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like the fact that she actually at the globe she called ice and stone my bitches yeah like it, it just like it's things like that it's like she's obviously having the time of her life but she's also probably aware of post award season it will be back to doing no, like good t- like tv work film I, roles and i i i think she's going to go on to to do a lot more I mean, shit, man. She's got this, and she's got the crown this year. And like, it just—I yeah. I suppose what I'm saying is, Gaga will win awards all over the place for doing all sorts of different things. Olivia Coleman, it kind of feels like this is the kind of awardsy role that only comes up for an actress of her type, which is which is not a good thing. Don't get me wrong, but it is what it is at this present time. Will only come up for her every now and then. Mm. Well, Gar- um, Gargoyle's a musician dabbling in acting. Mm. Olivia Coleman is a career actress, and it, it feels more deserved. And, she- and, and, and the thing is, it's like her work in this film is. You, you, I don't think you can begrudge. I don't think you can really begrudge it. No. Really, like. I mean, maybe Mark is shaking his head and saying Gargoyle all the way, and. I, 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 to be honest, um, I think the call in a weird way, it, it it would almost feel a little bit like because, like you say, I, 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 to be honest, I don't think um, Gaga's going to win, going to get nominated again for an acting award. No. I, I don't think she will. But she's been nominated twice already for song. I think she's going to win for song this year. She's, she's going to win. For song. I think that's more important to her mm. than the acting one, and. Um, at the end of the day, well, she's a musician the, with Grammys and stuff like that are more important to her. The that, that's Cole, what I think I'm trying to say, yeah. Olivia Coleman, I, I would personally, personally, I, I think Gaga's performance is, is, is better than Olivia Coleman's. That's a personal preference. Um, I, I, I do actually think that, that, but what I think is if Olivia Coleman wins it, it's almost like a winning one for, for us. The people who are going, do you know what? Yeah, she's been great for fucking years. Yeah, she's yeah. been funny. She's been dramatic. She's been and and every woman. Yeah, do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And from that, she's done obscure stuff. She's done TV. You know, people when people are saying, "Oh, breakout star," it's like fuck off. 
She's paid her dues. She's paid her fucking dues. Mm. And to win an Academy Award, it would be fantastic. It, 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 it's the Mark Rylance thing again. Mm. There. However, I'm still angry at Mark Rylance because he's a very, very lovely man and a brilliant actor, but fucking hell, Stallone should have won that Oscar. <laughs> um, whereas I won't feel that if Olivia Colman wins this. It'll be a, do you know what? Backlight. Well, she fucking said that because at no yeah. point in her, what is it, has she ever probably thought that it was an actual possibility? She's probably dreamt about anything like that, mm. but ever thought that it was an actual possibility. Whereas... People like Lady Gaga, they, they do, she's a jobbing, Olivia Colman, there's no, what is it saying this? She's a jobbing, for a long time, was a jobbing actor. Mm. It was a job, and I don't mean like a, everything's job. It was, she had to take work to pay yeah, rent and yeah. shit like that. And it's the culmination of all that of all that work. And I, I really do hope that we see her in shitloads fucking more. Can I just highlight the fact mm. that we've gone from, Last week's show, me and you really dreading watching this film to all three of us advocating Olivia Coleman for winning Best Actress at the Oscars for it. No, I'm not not convinced that she should win it. She should. But I would be very happy if she did. Sorry. Glenn Close, though. Never call her Glenn Close. No, no matter. Glenn Close, but fucking, that's the one I was thinking of. Glenn Close is the potential spoiler. Yeah. Yeah, no, no, no. <clears throat> but that movie essentially look it sounds like from the plot it's like an old person version of that movie Kira Knightley's just made. Yeah. That's yeah. T- <laughs> yeah, basically, yeah. Okay. I haven't I don't know anything about it and I hadn't heard anything about it until she won the fucking Golden Globe. So I read the synopsis and I was like, I'm sure I've read this plot before. <laughs> When's that fucking thing out? Because I'm probably gonna have to get that watched before um <clears throat> before the Oscars. Like it's um because it's been in the cinemas already, so it's just when's that fucker coming on iTunes? Damn it! We need to watch that Green Book as well, don't we? What was it even called? The wife. The, the wife. The wife. Oh, uh, it's out in twenty uh, eighth of January on iTunes. Is it? Yeah. There you go. Oh shit, Christian Slater's in it. Christian Slater's in it. Well, call me interested now. Yeah, go on then. Um, so, yeah, okay, cool. Um, kind of seems like we, we might be done on the favourite. Yeah, um, I I still don't like him as a director. <laughs> I still think he's... I don't think the direction is what made this movie. No, I think he got lucky with the casting. Yeah, yeah. Um... And the story in the script. If, if his next film, he hasn't written it, mm. I'll be on board. If he's written it, it can go fuck itself. Okay, so however on this movie... Uh, I'm definitely not shit. Oh, fucking A. <laughs> uh, yeah, definitely not shit from me as well. I was actually really pleasantly surprised by this movie. Nice. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm also definitely not shit. It, it, it won't be in my top ten. Um, oh. God, no. Nowhere near. But... No. Um, I think only opulence fetishes would count it in their uh, top ten. I, I, yes. I, I just have to say as well, the bit where Nicholas Holt is walking with Emma Stone and then just goes, oh look, a wren, and then just pushes her off that thing. <laughs> I really enjoyed that. Like, that's, 
Yeah, that was Nicholas Holt was a fucking treat in this film. I mean, like he's obviously not being talked about a lot, which I think is absolutely fair enough because it is dominated by by the central three. Yeah, but he's he's very fun. Sorry, I love the fact Nicholas Holt doesn't want to be spoken about. He he has gone from being the weird-looking kid in About a Boy to the holy shit, that kid's quite hot in skins. He was quite hot in skins. And then, and then has gone on to do bits where he's gone, do you know what? Rather than becoming like a, almost like a heart from actor, I just want to be an interesting character actor. Mm. I think skins, though, was the first kind of opportunity to go, oh, that weird kid from that film can actually act. Yeah. Like, he's really good in Skins. Yeah, because he's crap in A Battle Boy. Yeah, he's awful. It, it, but he, but he, he finds it quite amusing. A Battle Boy is awful. I, I like Hugh Grant in A Battle Boy. Nah, it's a shit. I, I, like, I like the fact that Hugh Grant decides that he's going to pick up women uh, uh, by pretending he's got a kid. So what he does is buys a car seat and then throws a lot of crisps and just starts jamming them in at the <laughs> seat with his foot. He's a great scene. Just a tangent for a second while we're on it. Skin season one is fucking mint. I bet if you go back and look at it now, it's I have, shit. I have recently rewatched it, and oh. it's still very good. I bet it's fucking awful. Bleak, though. It's fucking bleak. Yeah. It's... Those kids are not living happy lives. <laughs> I've had most of the dead. Yeah. Anyway, sorry. <laughs> Ian, what's your rating? Nice. Uh, oh, uh, yeah, definitely not shit, yeah. Um, I mean, it's... Um... Yeah, uh, like I say, it won't be in my top ten at the end of the year, but I, I certainly wouldn't poo-poo it winning things. It's one of those ones where it's just like I'm. I'm. Uh, Coleman aside, I'm not rooting for it, but I wouldn't be that bothered if it won something over other things. I, the only one I'd be bothered about is if it won best film. I think it would. Be it won't. There's, it won't. there's stronger movies. It won't. Um, yeah, it, it's there's there's not a chance it wins best picture. No. There's there's no. literally it's fussed about that. I I, I I I don't think it should win best screenplay for the simple fact is that. It just it, the it, it feel, the too much of it feels like it isn't in the screenplay. It might be there, I might be completely wrong, but too much of it feels like it isn't in the screenplay. Like it's the director going, "See this?" Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, it depends what it's up against, of course. But did right? Did I see right that I don't know? Star is Born is nominated for best adapted screenplay. Yes, it's not an adapted screenplay. Yeah, it's, it's just a, a remake. remake. It's a, which is adapted from an original idea. That works. It's not original. Yeah, it, it, it means if it, 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 yeah, it literally means if it wasn't totally an original idea by the person who wrote, like the people who wrote it, then it's adapted. Yeah. All right. Because, because, like, um, am I right in thinking that Fargo won or was nominated for best adapted screenplay for uh, the Coen Brothers? And they couldn't actually admit at that point that they made up the fact that it came from a new story. <laughs> yeah. That was, right, was okay. the same thing as for years. They had the, 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 the edit had got nominated for things and they couldn't admit that it was actually just there. It, it's like um, a Tomb Raider, I'm pretty sure, is going to be a surprise best adapted screenplay nomination. And it's because From the game. It, it's based on a game. Well, that's see, that was my understanding of it. It was like adapted from another media, and I was like, "Well, A Star Is Born isn't adapted from another media. It's just a, it's a, it's a fucking remake, yeah. remake from a remake from a remake." Um, our audience poll mm-hmm. on the favourite definitely not definitely not shit. Sixty-seven uh, percent. Okay. Touching cloth. Eight percent. Okay. 
shit 17%. Okay. And Geostorm 8%. Again, I don't... It's like last week. I don't know how it's, people say it's so bad it's good. I, 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 I get behind Geostorm on this one. What? I, I, yeah, I, 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 could, I could get behind Geostorm. I don't agree with it, but... You can understand where people... I, I can understand where people would come from. Because I think if you're not tuned in to uh, the way this movie ticks, you could go, that was shit, but I kind of enjoyed it. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. So, I've um, I've talked about uh, a little bit of what, what I watched before, uh, before Becky uh, came on. So, uh, do you, do you want to hit me with some stuff, guys? Nothing in the rule book that says you can't play drunk. No, actually, there is. Remember those 30 rebounds against San Diego? Yeah. I don't remember them. Oh, no. <laughs> Amaretto Stone Sours. Yes, All game long. If we play fundamental basketball, we can make a run at this. Not because we might get your dick sucked after the game. Wait, wait, wait. wait. So what's going on with the blowjobs again? Yeah, because I vote we keep them blowjobs. Yeah, all in favor? Keep them blowjobs. two yes. for me, man. Have you ever been to an orgy? I just got back from an orgy. I'm exhausted. I mean, my wiener said to me, Jackie, I've had enough of this orgy. Put me back in your underwear. Uh-huh. Traveling. No, 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 no. One and a half steps. Come on, Jackie, you walk. Suck my cock. I'll murder your family. You're gone, what? Jackie Moon. And Jackie Moon is ejected from the game. What did I say? You said that's my seat. One lucky fan will go home with a game ball. Best in the league. Well, he's not drunk. Look, he's talking. Hey, come on, fuck you guys. Little cocksucker. <laughs> Dirty cocksucker. <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> Get that loaded. Oh, you should have seen your goddamn face. Wow. <laughs> he, shoots himself. he shoots himself with a wiener. <laughs> Everybody okay? Oh. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll let Becky talk about some of them things. Go. Um, okay, so we watched. We'll, we'll save the biggie for last. Okay, uh, we watched Tomb Raider um, again as a rewatch. Okay, that's fucking weird. I didn't know you were going to say that, and I just yeah. mentioned it. Okay, that was weird. It's honestly like I I really wasn't up for this movie um, to start off with, and it's uh, the more trailers that came out, the the more I was kind of oh, do you know what? Actually, a lot of this looks like shot for shot from the game. I'm quite interested in this. Um, and I know there was a lot of, oh, this isn't Lara Croft, she's not got big tits and blah, blah, blah. But Alicia Vikander actually does a really good job as Lara Croft. I think, especially if you're taking into account the um, the game that it's based on, um, which is obviously the first of the the rebooted Tomb Raider games, it's it, it sticks really closely in some parts to the game to the point where... And, and when we when we first watched it, we were like, "This would be a quick time event in the game." Yeah, you know, you'd have to press triangle real, real quick. Oh, you've got to keep your controller steady for this bit. You, you're walking along the wing of a plane. Um, it, it it does feel gamey, but it's not in a 
not in a contrived way and I I was really impressed with it when it when it first came out and on on rewatch I was expecting it to lose a little bit of that sparkle and it and it didn't for me and there's certain elements of it that are a bit cheesy obviously the stuff with the dad he's, and the, he's crap in it yeah he is he is awful in it um but Walton Goggins is always a delight yeah um Alicia Vikander is is great it's <laughs> it, it's what the Alicia Vikander bit about the um oh as if she could fight like that look at her look how skinny she is at least she, as if she could fight like that it's like she's literally doing it in front of you. Yeah. Well, oh, that, that's well, not, fighting someone. That, that's not what MMA it. fighters look like. Yeah. Right? She's literally fighting a professional MMA fighter. Of the same build as her. Look at her abs. I mean, God. Her abs in that scene are ridiculous. Yeah, that, that's it. It's like, it's like, you do feel like saying these people were largely guys, fat computer nerd guys, right? You feel like saying to them, all right, go up to her next day you see her and go... I bet you could kick my ass. Can I guarantee you she fucking can? I bet she couldn't now. I bet she fucking can. Nah, I reckon she's just like, she trained to fuck nah, for that movie. I, 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 I reckon her fast bend have some of the most violent fucking sex imaginable. <laughs> I, I, I really I really like this movie. And like I say, I expected it to dip um, on a rewatch. And if anything, it's elevated it further. I think it's a really, really good computer game adaptation. And they are few and far between. You? Uh, yeah, I, I, I still have a lot of fun with it. it it's a it's a fun movie. I, I, I'm good at it new as well as it that they thought. Oh, I'd watch the fuck out of that sequel that it sets up. Because I'd watch a sequel, yeah. happily. Yeah. Um, but it, it's one of those, like something like A Man From Uncle um, and films like that, the air team, where we're just, we're not going to get a sequel because... That basement dwellers don't want us to. Yeah. Mm. This is why we can't have nice things. This is why we can't have nice things. Hmm. <laughs> so you can do your next one now. Me? Yeah, the one you watched on your own, clearly, because I didn't watch it with you. Well, you fucking should have. Well, it's a powerful film. Glad I didn't. Well, fuck you. I'd, I'd, I'd like to redraw people's attentions to a film. Oh, dear. You like to fall? A wonderful film. A film that didn't get its dues when it came out, that was kind of seen as the bastard stepchild of, of somebody who was having a more productive <laughs> career and was shunned, shunned, I tell you, uh, at the time. Um, we're talking about the the wonderful film, Semi-Pro. Right. Harry Will Ferrell, Woody Harrelson, Andre Benjamin... Maura Tierney, uh, and who else was in there? There's a lot of other people. Andy Richter's there. Uh, David uh, Gretsch is there. Uh, Jackie O'Haley's there. Um, who else have we got? Will Arnett's there. Um, Andrew DeLay's there. It's a it, it's a veritable feast of comedic delights. Um, yeah, I, I, I literally watched Semi Pro because it was 93 minutes long. <laughs> And I had about about an hour forty before I had to go to work, um, and so I was like, "Right, that's fine. That'll I can I can eat breakfast and watch that movie quite easily. I'll, I'll be fine with that." Um, and I remember not hating it and thinking it was rather throwaway. Um, it is unbelievably throwaway, but I kind of love it. 
I, I do think that Jackie Moon is one of uh, Will Ferrell's most underappreciated creations. Can we just point out that you do have terrible taste? I, I. You are very forgiving of a shit comedy. I reject that. I, none of you have elevated to my comedic level yet. Is that right? Yes. Okay. Uh, yeah, I, I love Saint Pro. It's great. The only joke in it about Jackie L. Haley not getting a check because he wins a ten thousand uh, dollar check for um, taking a basket from one free throw line to another. Um, and there's a scene in the actual movie where Jackie L. Haley is there saying to Will Ferrell, "They won't accept this check," and Will Ferrell is convincing that he needs to get a new bank one that accepts big checks. What did you watch this on? It's on Amazon Prime. Yeah, I might might do it again. It's a lot of fun. It Just is so that, much fun. that idea of the bank not accepting the check, it's like you've got to find a bank to accept a big check. Yeah, I, yeah I'm, I'm kind of I'm into that. Yeah, it's, 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 so you've seen this before, Dick? Yeah, I've seen, I've seen Semi-Pro, yeah. Yeah, it's honestly, it, it's... It's a lot better than you might remember, and it is 90-odd minutes long, which is how long comedy should be. I'm not too sure with you on the former point, but I agree on the latter. Hmm. What? I won't rewatch it. I won't even shit you rewatch it. That's cool, <laughs> isn't it? So, then the other film that we watched this week was... Very, very exciting... We rewatched Fallout. Oh, okay, yes. Pre pre list making. Um Oh, it's just fucking mint in it. I watched I, I found the um the trailer I after a bit of digging around with the It doesn't come if you put in trailer one. It fucking does with the um with the Imagine Dragons song on, which is the the, the first trailer obviously that was released for, for Fallout and I watched it in the run up to, to re watching this movie and got very super psyched about it again um and it absolutely fucking delivered again on a second watch it's 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 weird when watching a film you've already seen and there's a tense point where you know where everyone survives and you're still there going don't don't do that don't do that it's 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 mint i love it i absolutely love it I, I don't i don't actually think i can articulate myself any better on this movie than i just fucking love it yeah, it stands up for me as well. It's, it, it it really is a, 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 a fantastic film. Um, what I was saying to, to Becky as we were watching it um, is, amongst all of the awards buzz and things like that, and then the the post sort of where he rhapsody and people saying, "Well, why? Did, how can that film get nominated? It's not a very good film." Where he yeah. rhapsody and people say, "Well, people enjoyed it." It made a lot of money. People got joy out of it. That yeah. is the point of the movie. And it's starting to make you think, why isn't Mission Impossible getting... I bet you a billion pounds more plus. people enjoyed Mission Impossible Fallout than enjoyed Bohemian Rhapsody. Well, yeah, that's it. But it, yeah. it, it and, 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 and we know these films are never going to get awards, but, but Mission Impossible Fallout, from a cinematography level, mm. um, and it was shot by uh, Rob Harvey, mm. is, is as... It, it's it's a better looking film 
in terms of shot composition and framing, etc., than some films that will very likely get nominated. Mm. Mm. Um, it's very technically accomplished. It's technically accomplished. The acting's fantastic. The... Well, you take into account, like, people saying, oh, well, Rami Malik deserves to get Best Actor nomination for all the work that he put into emulating uh, Freddie Mercury. He learned to fly a fucking helicopter for this role. He did learn to fly a helicopter for this role. He broke his fucking ankle for this role. Consummate professionalism. Yes. It's, it really is. It's, 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 it's fantastic. Um, and Christopher McQuarrie's the delight on Twitter. <laughs> um, I think as well, one thing that I didn't notice as much when we first watched it, that I did on rewatch, is he's such a good baddie. He's such a good, creepy, fucking baddie. Who, um, Can I? Lane. The son of Lane, yeah, yeah. He is. yeah. Yeah. I just want to say... Manchester City just beat Burton Albion 9-0. You kidding? Like, is that not just a little bit, like, fucking steady on, guys? Like, it's Burton Albion. In a semi-final. A little bit like, stop being dickheads. Like, I mean... That's that's the first leg as well. Yeah, like, so Burton Albion have got to host Man City, and it's like... I just do it 3 0 or 4 0, just so at least, you know, at least it doesn't feel like it's actually impossible. Like, it's not going to happen, but it's not impossible. But I, I just. I don't. I, like, is, is there not a lack of class? Yeah, well, you could argue that, but you could also say it's gotta be a, there's got to be an element of professionalism, I think. But, I mean. Like, Gabriel Jesus scored four. Ah, oh, but he's a little cunt anyway. He's not even that I, I just, I, I don't know. I'm not, I don't think I'm... It just seems mean. Like, yeah. I, I, yeah, I, I mean, then again, they had that rocky spell, didn't they? A few, like, for, for a couple of weeks. And I don't know, maybe it's just saying, look, we're still fucking here. I, uh, all right. Sorry, I just that that's kind of harsh my buzz, which I'm sorry, Becky, because you, you you like Fallout so much. Can I ask Fallout? Did you watch it on iTunes? Yes. Yeah, we did. Yeah. Did it expand the the, the frame during the IMAX bits? I think it did actually. Yeah. I don't know what that means. It I means it goes full screen. Ah, right. Okay. I think it did actually. Yeah. And do you know what was really exciting as well? After we'd finished watching it, I said to Mark, "Does that mean we now own all the Mission Impossible movies on iTunes?" And he was like, yeah, we do. Fucking rewatches galore on those movies. But... Oh, oh, and by the way, by the way, what type of TV do you have? Samsung. It's a Samsung TV. From when? Um, about five years ago, maybe. Oh, okay, yeah, of course you don't have a new one yet. Because no. did, you, did you see the... Oh, the Samsung, the, uh, getting iTunes on them, yeah. Yeah. I wasn't a smart one anywhere. But that's interesting. Yeah, I... Pretty fucking smart. Look at it, don't diss it. He's gonna get offended. Hello. Thank you. Oh, yes, please, that'd be great. Thank you. Um yeah, no, it, it like which is a weird move. And it's like, well if that stuff's on four K and you have a Samsung TV, you now do not need the hundred and sixty nine pound Apple TV four K. Yeah. 
Mm. Well, that's it. It, it, it. It's now made me kind of go, oh, Samsung will be getting my money. Will be getting a new TV. I, I I would say, let's wait and see whether it's 4K. Whether they do for, like the 4K iTunes. I would doubt that um, that Samsung would agree with it if it wasn't 4K. Mm. It, yeah, I don't know. It's it, it, it makes sense from iTunes because at the moment the key thing about it is that people are not buying as many movies on iTunes, renting as many movies on iTunes as they would like, and the reason given is you need an Apple TV to play it. Well, I'm a fucking steep to actually buy. No, no, it's, it's not that. Like... It, it's not that. It, it literally is. They don't have anything to play on. Well, hmm. I mean, well, that... Samsung then going for on our TVs. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it's interesting. Forgive me for getting a bit techie for a second, but um, it's interesting that uh, Apple, uh, that, like, it's basically CES is this week. It's this big consumer, it's consumer electronics show, which they do in Las Vegas, and uh, they do it every January. And one of the big things that's been happening with Apple is the fact that they like their hardware sales are dipping and they're getting more into services. So Amazon Alexa is, is you can now do Apple music. Oh, through. Oh, you okay. Sorry. She who must not be named. A shit. The Amazon. Ah, mm-hmm. um, can stream Apple music now. Uh, so you don't need like the home pod thing. Um, Samsung TVs can do iTunes. LG TVs are going to be able to do um, Apple AirPlay, which is like the Chromecast kind of thing. And it's Apple realising that they need to not be a closed garden. They need to open this shit up and then sell the services. Because in the end of the day, right, you got you got a Samsung TV that can do Atmos and can do 4K. You don't need the Apple TV Samsung win because then you're going to buy their TV and Apple win because no, you're not going to buy the Apple TV. But hey, if you weren't going to buy the Apple TV in the first place, but now you're going to rent and buy all your iTunes movies through the app on Samsung Mm -hmm. because you can do it all on your phone as well, then everybody's a winner. Um, I I just, I think that's really interesting. But I would say to you guys, because I know at some point, at some fucking point, you are going to get a 4K TV. And I yeah. can't wait for the bloody day because it pisses me off that you don't have one. <laughs> Why does it make you so angry? Ian? Our TV's fine. No, because because very good TV. Because sure, you have a very good TV. That TV is five years old. Doesn't do 4K. I have had two 4K TVs in the time that you have had zero 4K TVs. <laughs> That's just you, though, isn't it? Fuck off. Normal people don't buy two 4K TVs in a five-year span. No, we are not normal people. Normal people do not buy two 4K TVs in a five-year span. Thank you, honey. Um, uh, would Would Donna like to comment on my state of mind? Definitely not normal people. Did you get that? What did she say? Say again, Don. We're definitely not normal people. There you go. <laughs> no, no, not not Mark and Becky, just me. Yes, don't worry. Yes, um, there you go. So, it, it, but now 
get a Samsung TV, as long as it has the 4K app, if it if that iTunes app does not do 4K, and you buy that, and then you watch all your iTunes stuff through that, I am not going to be happy. So if it doesn't have the 4K thing, then we can just stick with our current TV? I didn't say that. <laughs> that's, what, that's what I heard. I didn't say that. <laughs> I didn't say that at all. Thank you very much, Becky. It's all just too colourful, though, isn't it? It's fucking... what? Right. God damn it. You have a PlayStation 4. You haven't fucking lived until you've played a game in HDR. I want to get one of those VR things and play Resident Evil. Like it's it's literally it's one of the things that people want to do. I think. To be fair, uh, PlayStation VR is pretty sweet as well. But 4K HDR gaming, I shit you not, is really, really, really nice. Like, oh, Spider Man in HDR. Oh, it's a treat. Horizon Zero Dawn in HDR. It's a treat. That game's a 25-hour slog through hitting robot dinosaurs. And it was a slog for me, but it wouldn't be for you. And it's in HDR, so it's pretty. Anyway. <laughs> do we? Do you guys have any more? No, that's, that's it for us, mate. What, okay, what? no worries. I've just been rambling then, haven't I? Fair play. Um, so, I've got a couple more. Um, so documentary on netflix uh which has been getting a bit of buzz kind of um shirkers so it's a netflix original um basically a woman in singapore in the uh the 80s um big film fan like kind of like get got her cousin to kind of import her a load of like vhs and whatnot so she could watch like western cinema she goes to film school and uh uh, teacher there is this older gentleman who um, she befriends and along with some friends of hers they make a film called Shirkers and the older gentleman um, then absconds with all the footage all of it and um, 25 years later 30 years later she receives a package in the mail and it's his widow uh, basically saying, I've found all of these. He's dead. And it's basically the story of the production of this film and this guy coming into her life, completely fucking her over, and her relationship with this film. Now she has this footage back, but it's 30 years past the fact. Um. It's a really interesting documentary, and I think this documentary, based on the footage you see of the film they made, this documentary is a lot better than that film would have been. Um, The film that they were making is this kind of incoherent student film bollocks, which I'm sure they put a lot of heart into, but this film, obviously, it is directed by the woman who directed the, this original film, also called Shirkers. Um, she's obviously quite a big fan of her work, and the film tries to convince you of the fact that the work was good. Um, I'm not entirely sure of that. But it turns into this really interesting documentary about this 
fucking weird, creepy guy. And why did he befriend them? Why did he film it? Why did he run away with the footage? Like, who is this guy? And then just the effect that, you know, it probably wasn't a big thing in his life, but the effect that it has on this document, on this filmmaker, it's, um, it, it's quite enthralling. Um, it, it, uh, it's a very, very passionate film about cinema, but it's also got some real emotional truth to it as well. Um, but the, in the sensibility to it, did have me at a bit of a remove um but it's it's well worth a watch i think it's only like 95 minutes long as well uh so that's shirkers it, it, it's on netflix like i say it's had a fair bit of buzz i can see why it's had some buzz but i'm also not surprised it's not really getting any awards consideration um and my last one for this week uh gus van sant's latest don't worry he won't get far on foot oh yeah so, on Prime, isn't it? Yes, yeah. So, uh, Joaquin Phoenix, he's this um, cartoonist who's um, who was drunk, uh, got into a car accident, um, became a paraplegic, and it's basically him trying to deal with his alcohol addiction while also forging a career for himself. Um, very, very loosey goosey, free form kind of thing. Rooney Mara is in it, who plays a Swedish air hostess. Um, who, for a long chunk of the film, I thought was in his head. <laughs> um, and I don't think she was. Um, yeah, uh, Jonah Hill is the kind of the the head of the Alcoholics Anonymous group that that uh, that he's a part of. Um. He's good. Um, he's basically... He it, it basically looks like a bit of a rapey Bradley Cooper. <laughs> um, but he's he, he, he's he's pretty good in it, actually. Um, Joaquin Phoenix, decent. Doesn't really... I mean, like, he's given it his all, but it doesn't really feel like a key Joaquin Phoenix performance. It, it's weird. It kind of feels like a film that's got a really good cast and feels like it's about things, but the direction is kind of so light and kind of, at times, goofy that it just... You don't really take it... I, I, you don't take it seriously for a lot of its runtime when I think you are actually kind of supposed to. Um, so yeah, it, again, it's one which good cast, good director doesn't really seem to have got anywhere. Not that surprised, but didn't hate it, you know? Um, so yeah, it's, it's also, it's like an hour 50 long and it's just a little bit too long for what it is. Um, but yeah, that's, uh, don't worry. You won't get far and for it's, it's fine. It's fine. And you know, if you're a Joaquin Phoenix or Jonah Hill, um, or Rooney Mara completist, you won't hate it. Yeah. Um, and that is it for me. So, um, Paul Dyer, the lucky winner of the Patreon review, is there one film you'd love to see a remake of, and who would you cast? Escape from New York, and I want to see Mad Mickelson escape. <laughs> Let's escape. I was going to say Escape from New York, but it's Jackson, Maine. Oh. 
I like that. Honestly, for years I've wanted to see a remake of Pet Cemetery, and it's happening this year, so I'm just a very happy bunny. Mm. It's a very that. good, eh? Then you can't have that when you've got another one. No. Well, fine. <laughs> I have no answer to that. Honestly, um, I... one of the better early Stephen King, like, pure horror novels, and the movie is, I, I really like the movie, but it's not great. Yeah. And the remake looks fucking fantastic from, from what's been sort of teased so far. So I'm just I'm just really excited for that. To be perfectly honest, um, I want a remake of Caddyshack, um, and it's Bill Murray playing the Bill Murray part again. Who's playing Chevy Chase? Chevy Chase? Um, no, uh, I would like Ryan Reynolds as Chevy Chase. That is that. Yeah, that that's pretty much <laughs> that's pretty accurate. Yeah. Um, and I would like. Stellan Skarsgård as Rodney Dangerfield. I could see that. Like, proper, like, not doing an American accent, just, like, him being Rodney Dangerfield. Yeah, I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm very much up for that. I've watched the shit out of that. Mm. Let's face it, in a lot of comedies, Ryan Reynolds basically was just being Chevy Chase. So, for instance, Van Wilder is a bit oh, Chevy Chase's. Um Waiting, which I still think is an underrated comedy, yeah. um, is very chasing. Mm. Waiting's a fucking great movie, actually. <laughs> and um, last question for the night. I really need a wee as well. <laughs> Yorgos Lanthimos, uh, Rick J. Kidd, Yorgos Lanthimos is the director that Ian Mark are at least are split on. What other filmmakers do the bastards have divided opinions on? It's interesting. You and I very much disagree on that Meadow Man. Uh, yes, I love Terrence Malick and you don't, do you? No. no. <laughs> Meadow Man. I couldn't remember his name. I'm fine with that, though. I'm fine with being described as Meadow Man. was perfect. <laughs> yeah, I, I can't get on board with that. I, I, I like Artsy Fartsy, but that's just too far. Yeah, that's um, fucking brilliant. I, I think um, you two both really like Wes Anderson, uh, mm-hmm. whereas I think that he's not very good. No, no, that's that's not. I don't get on with most of his movies. I think that's about. Yeah, I think that's about that. To be fair, I disagree on Scorsese, but in as much as the fact that I like him and you think he's god, because he is. I mean, like to be fair, if we were throwing that out there, we could say David Ayer as well. Whoa. It is fantastic. <laughs> exactly. There you go. And I think he's okay, but sabotage is shit. Oh. Well, you, 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 one day. One day. One day. Everybody, everybody will go, do you know what? That sabotage movie was fucking great. Sabotage was go, shit. Thank you. Right, sabotage was shit. It wasn't shit. It's, it, it, it's, it may be one of the best action movies of the past ten years. Hang on, it's just a sucker punch, man. No, that's that's murder. Uh, no, sorry, Suicide Squad. Yes. Man. Oh, okay. That went well. Mark loves him. I do love David there. Uh, were you really upset by Suicide Squad then? I like Suicide Squad. I don't think you'd like it on rewatch. Well, we'll fucking find out, will we? Yeah, we'll find that. Okay, good. I need a wee, and we've been. It's a long show, so I'm going to cut it off here. Next week, year end, 
top ten best, top bo- well bottom no top ten worst I suppose. Top yeah. five surprises, top five disappointments. Let's get list making. Hopefully Noel's going to be on. Can they? Right, I'll, I'll check the rules of Mark, but can there be duplicates? Like, can no. disappointments and no. worst be? No. Okay. no, we're not allowed duplicates, which is killing me actually. Because surprise and top ten for a film that I mentioned earlier on, I'd quite like I, to put on both lists. I still claim there that if it is in your top ten, it trumps surprises. Yeah, I know, one hundred percent. Yeah. Then it has to be in bottoms rather than disappointments. No matter how disappointed you are in it, it has become disappointing enough for it to qualify for your worst movies. Fucking was. Anyway. Thank you much for listening, guys. Thank you very much for listening, everybody. Um, at Film Bastards, patreon.com forward slash Film Bastards, lot, uh, extra content and shit. Uh, at Ian Loring, at Dude Foz, at Bexy Foz. I really need a wee, so good night. Bye. Good to you. Come on, girl. Yeah. It's me, Jackie Murray. Let's fill the bathtub full of sweat. Yeah, yeah, yeah.